welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode 235 for Friday, November 19th, 2021. The Optional Podcast is a show all about video games and how they connect to the world around us, recorded each week from New York City and the Bay, and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world, and right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and I'm joined by my one and only co-host, Cam Brewster. Hey! I gotta do that now. I gotta get my on point for for my Bay Area folks. I'm also gonna be paying attention for any any of that slang, too. I I need you to. Oh my God. I had the most hilarious interaction with a Bay Area native, and it was just like I was a foreigner. Like, I could not understand what the hell he was talking about. Hella (laughs) tight. He was just talking at me. I was like, this is not English. This is great. I love it. Yeah, you got you got to brush yeah, up. You got you got to learn. I was so excited. I was just smiling at him. He was asking me a very serious question. <laughs> you were just like, "What?" It's like the first <laughs> time we saw Cholo in LA. We were like, "Oh my god, make a wish!" Um, but uh, wow. Speaking of dreams coming true, this week, oh, wow, man. we have quite wow. the guest. Yeah, I'm building up the hype. I'm dropping flex yes. bombs on this intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining us this week to talk about all things uh, wish related. And I, know, I guess game. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. John Warren, head of media of fanbike.com. What's going Let's on, go. John? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I feel very blessed to be on the show. I really do. Wow. Well, Thank you're you. blessing us. Yeah, you're blessing us. Honestly, well, I, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I got nothing, but I'm very happy to be here <laughs> on the show. It's, a, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you. I mean, uh, you know, you and and the fanbite crew are were are one hundred percent. You know, uh, have been crucial in in uh, reviving what is now the current form of the optional. So, uh, yeah, man, it's 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 always good to you know to chop it up with you. And also, yeah, we. It's, I'm talking like I don't talk to you every week. We, <laughs> every like I, every, we don't every day together. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not in my DMs going like, "Hey, do you do you what? Are you gonna turn in your shit yet?" Um, <laughs> I was like, "I have stuff to do." Uh, John, it's four o'clock and it's Friday. It's Friday. You know I mean? I can yeah I could I I don't really want to be up till midnight. But <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, thankfully, I'm nice with it. I got templates. <laughs> Shout out to Jordan. Shout show me how to use you know Ableton and shit. Um, but no, it's it's a uh, yeah. For for folks who don't know, honestly, I've been kind of preaching about thanks for the knowledge and i'm super proud of that show i remember when we first started up here i was like oh we have like a, a gaming news show that's cool and then i found out like you were throwing it together so i wanted to get i wanted to be involved in it and like i love i love that show so much uh for the uninitiated do you want to just give us a quick like pitch for folks to to maybe check it out sometime yeah fuck i mean the 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 impetus to start it was really me going and we can get into this a little bit deeper later but like I'm so fucking busy that I just like, I don't keep up with shit. And I was yeah. like, well, God, you know what a cool way to, to, to keep up with shit is if I'm the sole person responsible for putting together a new <laughs> show every week. Like, what if I just did that? And it started with like daily shows. I was doing like Ooh. really, I was doing um on the same feed. I was doing kind of like morning feeds and afternoon feeds. And it was just completely wow. bonkers that I was doing that. Uh, and I was doing it poorly and then we reworked it and now it's just a weekly show um that that Paul and I put together Paul's uh fingerprints are all over it with some amazing ideas and kind of formats and um 
just structure that I think I was really lacking. So if you want to catch up with like news for the week because you miss shit, then it's a really good catch up. I usually like catch people up on top stories. I usually have an interview with someone interesting about something that happened that week. I talk about games that are coming out the upcoming week so that they're on your radar. And it's just a nice uh, half hour to hour for, for you on your Sunday morning to get your, to get your week going. So yeah, I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Super proud of it. Uh, also, yeah, I, I it's <laughs> one of the main ways I know what's happening. I'm like, Oh shit, that got God, the main I know. I know. Same. <laughs> like I, I, I will sometimes, because we've talked about this phenomenon a lot. I don't know if y'all are like this, but whenever I record a podcast, do you know how fast I forget what I said oh on God. the podcast? What? <laughs> Fucking five seconds immediately. later. I mean, immediately. So I usually find out from like really shitty comments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so like there, there will be times where I'm like, well, I want to check to see if I sound like a dipshit on this week's episode. So I'll, I'll start playing it. I was like, fuck that happened. Wow. And I like, I like scripted it. I read it. And then I forget. In fact, like I'm supposed to write little, uh, blurbs for Paul, because it's it just for the description and stuff. And then like when Paul's like, Hey, I need a description. I go, Oh fuck. I closed all those tabs and I don't remember <laughs> anything. And then, so that happens every week. So I don't know. I, I catch up with stuff and that's cool, but it, it seems it just, it's gone. The second I, the second I say it, it's gone, but it's a, I do enjoy, like, I do like that methodology of you putting something into your busy work. Yeah. Like so that you'll get to it. Like that's such a genius way to, you know, stay up to date in your case. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it's somewhat, you would say genius and I, God, Cam, I really appreciate that. And I love you. For saying <laughs> that. Um, and then some people would say like deeply irresponsible because it's just like, it's just like not my job really, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I am happy to do it because um, no one can tell me not to. So, yeah, <laughs> right. so pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, but even when I like, I, we'll move on shortly after this, but I, I, yeah. I'll stop gushing about thanks for the knowledge. But, um, even before I like, I really got my hands on it, like, you were making some really interesting, like, creative choices and stuff with the show that I was like, oh, this is so cool. I also like tried to do something similar at Kotaku and I was doing it by myself, very much like a, as a way to also keep up with things. Yeah. So, um, I was like, when, when I heard about, we had like a, a weekly show like that, I was like, oh fuck yeah, I want, I want to be a part of it. But, uh, yeah, for, for everyone listening, go check it out. It's, it's on, it's on the Fanbyte feed, of course. So, you know, you can check it out at, you know, fanbyte.com slash podcast or podcastnet.work as always, but check it out sometime. Honestly, like ch- check it out on a Sunday or a Monday. It doesn't have to be Sunday, but you know, whenever you can kind of fit it into your schedule, but Highly recommended. Uh, cannot recommend it enough. But um, cool. Uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we jump into the show? Let's do it. All right. So. Honestly, I, I really don't even want to bury the lead. Cam, I didn't know you were playing this, and I, I want to hear about it because I have read so much about this, and I've watched, uh, I think, one or two Digital Foundry videos at this point, um, or maybe that oh, was a, a review. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I haven't read anything about it. And oh, I, wow. I, I, I wish I fucking did. <laughs> you got to consult me, bro. Buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, my God. So... Uh yeah, so we're we're talking about uh GTA the trilogy 
the definitive edition. Um, and that is basically a remaster of the P- PS2 era games. So GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. All reskinned with like a new art direction and uh, just better graphics all around. And like, I think most versions or all of them have like a performance mode, uh, which is really interesting. But um, so my experience was I opened my PlayStation and it's on the screen. And I was like, I didn't know it was out. I'm going to buy that because uh, this is probably like Grand Theft Auto in general is probably like my most played game game series ever like i've had i've had to log thousands and thousands of hours into this from two all the way up to the current version the online version and uh yeah so i this was like a a, i was just gonna grab this for nostalgia purposes and and you know play it when i can but uh yeah so i i grabbed it um the game comes in like two i guess three separate games which is kind of I, I guess it's cool, but I, I assumed it was going to be like all packaged in one and you can just kind of switch uh, switch between the three. But uh, yeah, they're all separate games. Um, I don't wow, know. If I never thought it. I'd give credit to the Mario 3D <laughs> world fucking board. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't ex- like. Yeah, I, I don't know what I expected, but, you know, I don't think you can buy them separately. I don't know if that's true or not i don't think you can either which which really begs a question like a lot of questions to me Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. which is weird because it's obviously possible so yeah i don't know (laughs) but uh yeah so i booted up gta 3 and i was really excited the intro starts and that that classic like piano you know like that that rift from the, the beginning that that really smooth jazz comes on and i'm just like flushed with nostalgia like because this game meant so much to me when i was in middle school um and uh yeah i i think i hate it um (laughs) (laughs) no but so all right so basically like the game is like completely reskinned in this um weird cartoony kind of skin like everybody yeah looks good it looks good but it does not look good like it totally zaps the life from what gta was kind of going for and i think they completely missed with this remaster in a sense of like grand theft auto 3 didn't look bad for the time right like i think yeah like i don't i really don't know how to explain it but like it had a uh very deliberate art style um and they did everything for a reason like the um shadowing and like the the film grain or whatever they used it looked kind of like the matrix back in the day like yeah everything yeah. had like a green haze to it and that was on purpose and it gave the 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 that first game such a a good vibe and this mm-hmm. one is just so clear and weird looking like everything looks like a toy um what yeah. was that movie what's that movie with the toys that come to life and there's like uh like there's like the the animal toys Toy and soldiers. Like the army no, Toy small soldiers. soldiers yes small, small soldiers, soldiers. Yes. small yeah. soldiers they all look like that yeah, they, they all do. look like <laughs> that right. and it's fucking nuts man like it just blows my mind because some of the like honestly like some of the shots of the, when you're driving through the city it looks incredible yeah like the the um the they, they have like a fidelity mode and a performance mode and the fidelity mode is like where the graphics are dialed all the way up and all these different reflections and nonsense and stuff like that looks great. But like, man, these 
these models are just bad, just bad looking. Like, yeah, you know what's interesting is like hearing you talk about you know the the coloring and like the the, the, the sort of like the film. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the color grading. Um, yeah, that, color grading. That, that originally went on in like three, for example. I, I remember this part of the Digital Foundry video discussing exactly what you just said in terms of like removing that sort of blue bluish green filter to things gave a certain kind of texture, and it was very much inspired by a lot of film stuff at the time, or even you know today, um, and like how some of the 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 lack of just general fog in, in something like San Andreas also really ruins the illusion of how big the world is because you could just sort of see the, yeah. the, the draw distance it's, is so It's supposed to be big. LA, and you right. can see from one side of the map to the other, which is <laughs> so not like how San LA Francisco. works. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's bizarre because like even in the GTA 3, like, um, so I don't remember how it looked in the original game, but like, there's like uh, these background hills that look mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know, like uh, some Dragon Ball Z shit where like there's like rolling hills, but like there's these fake houses like just kind of planted on top. It looks so silly. Like it just looks really weird. You're like, am I in Inception? Like what is like, why does it look like that? Like, I don't know. Like it just seems that someone dropped the ball. I mean, like I'm, I'm sure a few people dropped the ball here, but. Um, they just knew they were going to get my money and they got it. Um, but I, I forced myself to play through three, um, and, uh, void of all of that criticism, I will say I did enjoy being back in that world and just seeing how far the game has come in the, like, I guess in the, the social, like, you know, consciousness, like, (laughs) This game pretty much started it all, like, you know, with the, the open world situation, like, successfully. Um, like, I really don't remember, like, the time before this, right? Like, I don't remember, like, what games... <laughs> like, everybody copies GTA. It was, you know, it's just what it is. Um, and it's just cool to kind of go back and see, like, how bare bones this game actually is and how how, like pretty simplistic it is like you know compared to even vice city or san andreas they've you know added so much stuff and 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 i don't know it's just a kind of cool look back um yeah at 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 like our history i I think that's that's really cool if you're gonna get it i mean that's that was pretty much the only thing i really loved about it um just kind of going back and like really having the context of now to play Mm. a game like this um but yeah, I, I beat it um, in like two days. Uh, it's a pretty short game if you just mainline the the, the story. Um, there really isn't a story, which is weird. I always thought there was, but <laughs> I guess they filled that in like, you know, throughout the years. But yeah, there's no story. It's just missions. It's weird. It's strange. Um, and then uh, GTA Vice City. Uh, I started that last night or the night before. And I think the art style works a little bit better uh for gta vice city only because like it is a very bright game already um and like the neon and and the the car physics and all that stuff kind of match this style so Mm. so far it looks a lot better and i also decided to play in performance mode on this one and playing in like i guess it's 60 frames um it seems like 60 frames to my eyes i haven't i don't have a way to test it but um 
yeah, it, it runs great. Like it's great to play GTA in, in 60 frames. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, I'm having a great time with Vice City so far. Uh, the game is just, I don't know. It's just classic nostalgia, nostalgia man. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad as GTA three or I, I don't know. Maybe I got used to the look of everything, uh, mm. but yeah, I was it, so it is kind of a bummer though. When I got my Series X, I was so bummed because I have a copy of Vice City on Xbox. And I was like, oh, I'll just play it on my Series X backwards compatibility. And it's just like one of the games that doesn't mm-hmm. support it. Um, and that's also like one of the bummer parts of this release is that they like pulled the um, the original, I guess, versions of the PC ports off of the store, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, too. So I, it's like even if you wanted to go back and and play the old ones which i i think they even remove them from your library if you already have them installed too john what do you know that? Um, i think if you I, have a digital copy installed i do believe that they rendered them unplayable i think you're right what i'm actually gonna check right I'm, now I'm gonna, yeah let's check on that open. but i i think i i believe they are doing something that nuts yeah um okay so my my vice city copy on and steam does have the play button still highlighted so I'm, i'll check after okay. this and I'll, maybe i'll follow up in the discord but if that's the case that's trash because i i remember playing it not too long ago on pc where it, it had its own issue its own issues um and i had to like sort of mod the original soundtrack allegedly back into the game because yeah. that game is just sort of not the same without the original soundtrack yeah um but it's just it's so weird learning about this definitive edition quote-unquote definitive edition and like hearing about how it was built off of the mobile version in Unreal Engine three, which is which explains a lot of the weird like visual glitches and you know sort of collision detection glitches and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. how much personality is like just zapped out of it. Because I'm not gonna lie, I almost made the same mistake of buying it at one point, and then I and then I saw like a video on TikTok or something, yeah, and I was like, this is this is what people are playing right now. Like, this is yeah. absurd. Yeah, it's, it's um, brutal. Like in the game, well. I haven't had this too much on Vice City, but GTA 3 crashed on me a bunch of times, which God, is nuts. Which it, it's it's wild. Like I, I'm playing on PS5, by the way, and it, that should just not happen, that right? Should like, not happen. Yeah. It just is kind of ridiculous. Like this game is 20 years old. Like, like really, we, we well, shouldn't what, be what struggling. Are, one of the things that, like, you mentioned how they kind of, you know made the art style a little more cartoony and like the, the original release of grand theft auto three, all those faces, because I, I really admire developers that work within the constraints of their medium medium. Right. Mm -hmm. So like those original faces were like craggy and angular to give them a lot of like personality, which, which was amazing. Like they worked with literally rough polygons to make these, faces have character but everything is so rounded out in the remasters that it's like that character is gone and in some cases it these people look nothing like their original counterparts um yeah and there's the rounding part which like was apparently literally what they did i I don't remember the name of the studio that did the the remaster and i don't want to throw them under the bus by name necessarily but one of the things that happened is in San Andreas, there is a donut shop called the Tough Nut Donut oh, Shop. Yeah. And on top of the the donut shop in the original release is a hexagonal nut, like, you know, that you would screw, you know, screw into something, right? And in the re-release, it's a circle, basically. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was like, <laughs> and everyone was like, what the fuck happened here specifically? Yeah. 
And what they figured out is that it's a preset. Like they basically ran every single polygon in this game through a, a rounder like a rounding tool and they just said, okay, our work is done. And listen, like doing remasters of classic work <clears throat> is like tough. And I'm not yeah. saying that it's like not hard or like whatever, but it does seem like they just did like this pass and they said, okay, it's good enough. And I I probably wouldn't have done that for these three games. Yeah. It's like you said, like, I mean, that makes complete sense. I didn't know any of that, but it feels like they just used one solution for like literally yeah. everything. Like it was just a blanket uh, solve. And that just, that's just nuts to me because like they had a cool opportunity. If you make, yeah. even if you make GTA three, the, the cartoony round one, give something Vice city, something else and give, you know, San Andreas, something else. I'm really afraid to play San Andreas now. Just like, I literally bought this because I was like, I really want to play San Andreas. I haven't played it in years. Yeah. And I was like, I've played the other, uh, these other two, like, you know, uh, more recent, but like, man, this is just kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> kind of oh, sucks, yeah. man. Like, it, it, I, again, this is not cheap either, right? Like, it's not like they're selling this at like 30, mm-hmm. 40 bucks. This is a full $60 s- situation, which is, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of wild. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, I'm not a game dev. I don't, I don't know how hard this is. I assume it's very hard, but man, oh, but you would think Rockstar, you would, you would think Rockstar would be like these are three, these are the three games that basically got us the the scratch yeah. to make yeah. four and five, and five in particular is going to end up being probably the most. That the the highest grossing game of all time, if it's not right. already, I, I don't even know. But it's like they're still making an obscene amount of money on this franchise, and you would think mm. they would go, "Let's make this really special." And when they turned in this first pass, they went, "All right, this is a good first pass." <laughs> Instead of saying, "All right, print it, let's go." Um, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Mm. I don't know. They're the ones that print money. I, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, again, right? They have the control and they're like, people are going to buy it. And well, yeah, if they don't, whatever. We have billions of dollars. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of a bummer. Um, I'm probably going to play through all of it just because it is kind of a, um, just kind of a mindless thing to wind down with. Um, the music in Vice City is all there, which is great. I thought they might have changed some stuff. FIFA I did. Five. I, at first, I thought the, they changed voice actors, but I guess I just wasn't like. Uh, I guess Ray Liotta was doing like a weird thing in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that was a little weird. Uh, he didn't sound like himself, um, but now like I can hear a lot more. So I, it seems like every all the voice assets and stuff are back to where they belong and. That's kind of cool. I'm, I'm glad they kept the licenses for all the music and stuff because that's the best part of Vice City, obviously. But yeah, honestly, yeah, all those all those stations were so good in Vice City. So it's good. Like, yeah, that that CD collection. If you have it out there, man, salute to you because yeah. I was way too broke at that time to afford it as a, as a <laughs> child. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer to hear because like GTA meant so much to us growing mm-hmm. up. I mean, you had posters on your wall and shit and. You yeah, know, it, it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a bummer. It's a it's a what a missed opportunity. But um, yeah, I guess uh, moving moving right along here. Uh, earlier this was it this week or was it was it was it Monday that it, this happened, John? Halo. Oh yeah, Infinite? it's it's Monday morning that they God. shadow dropped oh, Halo yeah. Infinite. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah, so I remember trying to download it. I downloaded it on Xbox or whatever, and then I couldn't launch it, but then apparently PC players were able to access it on Steam right immediately. Yeah, Steam. yeah. Which, yeah. which, by the way, is super funny that Xbox <laughs> has like this right? infrastructure game pass you can get it on play anywhere Windows, Windows store or xbox is fine and that shit did not work for like an hour <laughs> but what did work was steam so like gabe got some kind of deal going um but yeah now i mean it was about an hour and a half where he could get it everywhere else but yeah it was it was pretty funny also i can play it now oh yeah oh yeah you can play it now oh hell yeah, yeah you got, so maybe you, i'll play that tonight you gotta jump in yeah 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 um yeah, so tell us about Halo Infinite. Is it is it just the multiplayer at the moment? It is just the multiplayer. Um, there was a rumor that they were going to release like a demo of the campaign, but that did not happen. I think there's uh, a good chance that the, it will happen at some point between now and December. What is that? Seventh, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. December eleventh, maybe. I can't remember the date actually off the top of my head. Um, but uh, there is on the menu an option for campaign. So it seems like at some point there was uh, a a talk of this, but right now it's grayed out. So it's the first season of the Halo Infinite multiplayer. Uh, It's free to play. I I think a lot of people forgot about that part, but like that, that game, you can just download it. There's, There's just like no strings attached. You're, you're playing Halo Infinite multiplayer for free um which is uh honestly very cool um yeah and yeah so it's multiplayer it's like you could do you know classic quick play stuff like slayer or oddball or capture the flag but you can also do big team battles which is kind of what the beta was mostly focused on which was mm-hmm. um you know like big tweet big teams with vehicles and big maps doing slayer and capture the flag and all that stuff and um I'd I'd really dropped off of Halo for the most part since Halo Three. Um, I, I played four and I played five and, and ODST and Reach, but like I didn't. Uh, I I wasn't like a, an obsessive like I was for Halo Two and Three, especially when yeah. I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, like in college, we hooked up to the like the closed like LAN system, and we were Hell just like yeah. play, we were just like having like screaming grudge matches across these dorms. Like, I mean, we were just like, uh, we were animals. We would play so much Halo. It was ridiculous. But like those days really passed me by. And I have to say the beta really sold me on this game. And the, the full stack multiplayer is very, very good. And uh, I'm very happy about that. The one thing that isn't so good is like, of course, with a free-to-play game, you have a battle pass because they want you to basically go through, get experience, get these like customization options. But you know what you can also do? You can spend money to get those customization options faster. Mm. Um, but the natural occurring XP gain per match is way too small right now. Um, mm. They know that. They've even said, like, we're, we're going to look at this and, and see if we should fix it. And they should fix it because it takes like, I want to say like seven or eight matches to gain one level if you like ball out for all those eight matches. So it's like, it's really bad. And there are a hundred levels of the battle pass. So it's like, that is a crazy amount of playing that you have to do to basically get all these customizations. So 
it's a, it's it's a slog, but the but playing the game is not a slog. So it's like it's it's a trade off. It's like okay, they're gonna make that stuff faster. They're probably gonna fix that. But honestly, in the meantime, the game is so much fun. I, I'm not really caring all that much about the slow progression. That's, they have, that's good to hear. Yeah. Do they have like the forge mode and stuff, or is that not so in this game? forge mode? I I actually don't know if that's coming. Um, they do have like custom matches and stuff, but. I can't remember off the top of my head if they're going to include a Forge. I think they are, but that's not included in the multiplayer. It's basically just season one of the multiplayer. You can do some custom matches, but nothing as like robust as the 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 Forge stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, I was in, I'm in the same boat. The the beta definitely sold me, and it reminded me of like all those fun times. For, I mean, for me, it was mostly Halo Two. I, I poured a lot of time in Three, but I think Two for yeah, me two was, the was one that really really good. got me. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, Two was the reason why I got my my first Xbox. Cam, you you were with me when, uh, when my like dad yep. took me to like. I don't even know, like the mall or it something. It was the mall we, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We bought, <laughs> bought the Xbox with the with the headset with the little yeah. boy band mic and shit. Yeah. Um, like I was I, at Paul's house oh. all the fucking time. Like so much so <laughs> that like we like set up like a LAN party when I got my Xbox. I would just oh, be at yeah. his house for that the sounds, internet because I didn't so have good. internet growing up. <laughs> it was great. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I it's it's interesting also hearing about everyone falling madly in love with halo infinite at the moment on the heels or i guess maybe even just right before actually or i don't know i don't know how the fucking release schedules work anymore for games i'm too old for that shit but um the uh with with battlefield 2042 currently in rotation and i, I read colin's review and, and i'm like a little more hesitant about jumping into that one based yeah. off of what i've been reading about it and i'm like that's that's wild to me because you know, I I thought I would have had a harder time choosing between Halo and and Battlefield, and right. I actually kind of came off a little high off the the Battlefield uh, beta as well, just because I I think I just missed it so much. But he, reading some of the actual like genuine, um, you know, criticism around some of the ways that game is structured on the multiplayer side, like just baffles me. But I also feel like they they hedged their bets and like included the older modes with older maps just to like kind of draw in people like me like you know like a moth to the flame but like at the moment i'm kind of like looking at halo's direction like maybe i just go with halo instead i mean if i'm gonna if i it kind of has to be one or the other yeah and to be honest with you just based off like how much time time. i have to play games a week and also i feel like all of the folks i want to play games with like the fanbite staff and like certain friends of mine i'm seeing on like halo so i'm like shit maybe i just like maybe i mean also i got forza on my plate still which i'm I'm probably planning on playing pretty regularly so like it's got to be one or the other and i think i'm definitely leaning halo and you know it's not that much of a surprise because i've yeah. poured i would say equal amounts of time into both series at, at this point of my yeah. life um <clears throat> But yeah, it's it's encouraging to hear that like, yeah, Halo's fucking it's good. good. It's, it's back. And it's, and it's, it's back, baby. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, and and I think like not to get too navel gazy about the industry, but it's it was such a it was such a smart idea for Microsoft to do this, to start planning this rumor that they were gonna shadow drop it on Monday. Like Battlefield 2042 is getting like pretty good reviews but like if you mm-hmm. kind of look below the surface people are pretty disappointed i feel like and then yeah. like call of duty is having maybe its quietest launch ever uh, yeah. i feel like like yeah. no one's talking about vanguard um 
And I, it just seems like they're like, okay, we're going to put Halo's multiplayer out for free uh, randomly um, a few days after Battlefield drops. It, you know, does anyone have a problem with that? No? Okay. Um, and, like, it kind of sucked all the oxygen out of that other stuff, I feel like. Yeah. And um, the the good news is for us is that I think Halo Infinite's probably the best of the three. Um and I don't know. It's like, I think you get things different. You get different things from each of them. So, you know, if you want those kind of like realistic, um, quote unquote, realistic, like extremely like cacophonous, confusing uh, war simulation kind of battles like Battlefield or, or Call of Duty might be more like it. But in terms of just like pure like FPS bliss. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Halo Infinite's so good. It's just I don't know. Really like great. when I when I was playing the the beta, like I just felt like, oh, uh, you know how you like. I remember how to do this. Like you yeah. feel so like muscle memory. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get nice in like three games. I'm gonna be back where. I I'm know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that feeling is like just kind of lost in, in shooters. I think I agree. Uh, totally. And like to just yeah. feel that again, just it's like a definitely i mean also it's free you gotta get it like yeah it's like it's so easy it's just like yeah, go, like yeah. if you if you dropped off or whatever like just go download it it's so easy yeah. it's like 20 gigs it was like super fast to download um and and it was just like i, I don't know like I, I i have fun playing a lot of video games and i, I i've i've like I've fallen in love with a lot of video games even recently but i don't know if i've had as much fun playing a game as mm-hmm. i have with halo infinite so that's my that's my big stamp of approval. Like I just haven't, Shit. I just have still- not had as much fun playing a video game as I have with Halo Infinite. So I'm 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 excited to to dive in more. We we got to get some matches in. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, we got to get like a big fan bite team battle because you can get like a yes. bunch of fire teams together. We got to do that because I mean that was fun when we did that in the beta. We got to do that more now that the whole thing's out. Yeah, for sure. It was also fun. I, I mentioned this previously when we talked about the beta, but um, it was also fun just knowing I was playing with people who were born when like Halo came out, like the first <laughs> yeah. Halo came out. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, Listen here, young, youngin, <laughs> look at my bomb throws. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, to download it tonight. Actually, I'm, I might even get a couple rounds in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I barely scratched the surface of the game I'm I'm playing this week because I kind of have just been really heads down with the uh, Forza Horizon to be quite honest. But I did get a code a while back, and I'm I'm sort of trying to do my 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 due diligence of of checking out games that I missed. And we were offered some codes from from the folks at Square, so like I picked up uh, Circuit Superstars, which I heard a lot about, especially once it came out. It kind of came out in in the around the same time I believe as. Some of the previous games I'd, I'd mentioned, like you know, Cruise and Blast, and and Hot Wheels Unleashed, and um, there's oh oh um, uh, oh my God, Horizon Chase Turbo. There's like a there's a Senna expansion that I think I talked about on here. If not, I talked about it on on, on Fan Turismo. I, I even played it on Fan Turismo. So there's a lot of great arcade racers out at the time, and uh, Circuit Superstars kind of falls in line with um, some of the more um, old school original templates for what racing games used to be. If you think about games like pole position and like, you know, they had, they were like micro machine games that have existed since like the NES era where it's an isometric view of, of the track and you're a little car on the track and you kind of only have so much visibility of like what's up ahead before you have to really hit the turns and stuff. So it's a very like very cute and very friendly accessible version uh, of like a racing game. That's and cool. this sort of carries that tradition. Um, 
in a in an interesting way I'll say and it also confused me because it has a very very similar aesthetic and vibe to another game that actually came out this year a lot of like really great motorsports games have like just been dropping that low key haven't been getting a lot of attention but um another one that came out not too long ago, not too long ago called um oh my god what is it called uh, art of rally mm. so it's a another similar isometric view of a of a rally car and the sort of goal there is to obviously don't do do rally tracks and and be as fast as you can i kind of bounced off that one pretty hard actually even though i thought i was going to love it i know some other folks especially in the discord like mo have told me like stick with it and and you know give it another chance like it takes some time to like really kind of um, get a sense for for how it works and stuff and i'm getting the same sense that i'm experiencing that here with circuit superstars where again i barely scratched the surface but um i i think i have like a fundamental problem <laughs> with with racing games that have an isometric view and it sounds really stupid but it's like i i have a hard time getting over the fact that i just can't fucking see where i'm going yeah and like sometimes when i hit when i hit a turn or like certain chicane uh, uh you know will happen and i'm just like uh i i don't know i it's too late for me to react because i just didn't have the visibility on like where i was supposed to be going and i think a, a lot i think a lot of this could probably be alleviated by some just more clearer or even like zooming out a bit i don't know what the solution could be but i still think circuit superstars is a better job of kind of teaching you where to go at least after the first lap because you know, you'll see the racing line start to form on the track as it would in real life, like where like the rubber starts to get left behind on the cars from the tires that the cars have been racing on. And um, did I say that right? From the tires that the cars have been riding on? Yeah, that makes sense. I right. you. you got it. I got yeah. you. All right. <laughs> um, so you get to see that and it kind of like reflects light in a certain way. That's it's a really subtle reminder of like where you should be kind of aiming for. And I actually genuinely think Circuit Superstars does an amazing job, surprisingly enough, of teaching you some very basic fundamentals of racing, which is like stick to the racing line. You obviously don't want to be, you know, uh, kind of drifting when you don't need to be because that means you're not you don't have traction. So you want to kind of straighten out as much as possible and take turns um, on you know a specific kind of arc, so that way you're flooring it on the gas and not breaking or, or you know kind of feathering the gas. So there's a lot of like really interesting techniques that the game is low key teaching you, and and you do kind of get a sense at least in this game too, based off the sounds and the way the cars move with the suspension. It looks it looks pretty great actually. Um, you get a sense that you're you're watching a race from like the point of view of a helicopter, which you which you occasionally will see during an actual race. Um, so in that sense, it's really, really cool to get to get a, a sort of zoomed out overhead view of what's actually happening when when two cars are racing each other, because uh, that that kind of stuff, you, you might lose it a bit when you're sort of behind the wheel and you're seeing it from that perspective. So there is a sort of like give and take there in terms of like what kind of style of, of racer you like. And this game doesn't really bother with a lot of the technical side of it. Like there's not even like a speedometer. It's just like it's a very minimal interface and the cars look really color. The the art style is very vibrant, very colorful, very simple, but still a lot of like, you know, you can tell a lot of care went into the, the way the tires look and, and some of the car, some of the tracks are based off of like real life tracks, but they're just kind of remixed just a little. Um, so there's a lot to like about this game, including like when you, when you, when you first start the game up the soundtrack. And I know y'all will like this cause you know, being just uh streets of rage fans and just like, you know, kind of enjoying that style of music like that sort of um 
that house music style of, of vibe. Like some of that is like littered throughout the menus. Nice. But then when you start a race, it's like dead quiet. And, and huh. all you hear is like the, the crowd and like the sort of the nature around you and the engines, which is definitely cool. But the the vibe it sort of sells you up top is like not present during the race, which huh. is like a huge bummer to me. Um, I think they could have even just left, let the, maybe there's an option to put music on. Uh, maybe it's just off by default. I, I didn't check, but it's just like a, not a great impression that like, I was immediately like, oh man, like where was that party I was having just a second ago before I loaded yeah. into this race? Um, um, Paul, was it you or Roman who played, uh, was Absolute Drift? Remember that? I played Absolute Drift. So I loved Absolute so this Drift. This reminds yeah. me of that, like a little bit, like yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It's interesting you bring up Absolute Drift because the developer of Absolute Drift are the people behind, the developers are the people behind uh, Art of Rally. So oh, if, okay, if you gotcha. like. Absolute Drift, I think Art of Rally does a really cool job of sort of teaching you and celebrating that specific era of rally uh, rally racing because I think that was like in the 80s when shit was still not like, I think, fully regulated and <laughs> motherfuckers were like on the side of the track while <laughs> oh, cars yeah. were zooming yep. past them. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I actually like, uh, I I think if you are... I only have I only have it on PC, but I'm not entirely sure what other platforms it's on. I should I should check that. I'll, I'll drop in the Discord if, if folks are interested. But I don't know. This definitely seems like the ideal Switch game. I don't know if it's on Switch, and if it's not, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> How is it not on Switch? I could see this being a cool mobile game for folks who might want to. Because I'm I'm sort of envisioning where this fits in my sort of gaming diet, and for me as someone who travels often, I could see this becoming something to kill time with at the airport gate or whatever. Um, because it, you know, it feels kind of appropriate for that ex- kind of experience. But, you know, obviously, if I'm home, I think y'all already know what which game I'm going to choose right. over over this. Yeah, it, of course. That kind of satisfies that that desire of mine to to go fast, that need for speed, if you will. This looks like um, it could be a cool like party game. You know, like yeah, especially with the style like where you can't really see the whole track, and I don't know. I feel like if they split it in four, that might be cool. I think that is an option because like when you start off every uh, race, like there's, you know, four different, I mean, yeah, four different boxes to choose from and you only take up one. So you wind up just racing the AI. But I think that's a good point. I think maybe that's a great party thing, like to just kind of throw on for 20 minutes and laugh about it while you're just chatting with friends and stuff. But it's, uh, it is really good. I, I can't like stress how, how fun it is to, to, play this game and, and maybe it does kind of become my desktop version of the little travel experience so maybe i play this like you know while i'm waiting for things to render or whatever or i don't know like they're just there's just like a there's a way to fit it into my to my sort of regular i guess play mm-hmm. stuff but um i still think it's pretty much worth checking out honestly like I, I actually wound up really liking it although i still have some problems here and there um and i forgot to mention there's also like you get to choose from so many different varieties of racing. So they they have like uh, Formula One style cars, they have rally cars, they have muscle cars, they have trucks, they have tons of different things to, to choose from that I think are really cool and really showcase why you know, fundamentally you're still doing the same thing, but the cars behave a little differently and, and the strategies are a little different. There's like there's even track limits. So if you if you if you cut a corner too sharp or whatever, and you're cheating a little bit, uh, the game will punish you by slowing you down for like a second and change, so that you know it's it's a little fairer for everybody. And um, so there is a little bit of skill still involved in it. And and you, but I did learn the hard way that you can, or I, you know, the easy way maybe that you can race as 
hard as you want. Like you could ram right into people and there's like no penalties for that. So once I found out <laughs> that I could do that, I was just being like the most, you know, reckless driver there was. But there is still like a um a finesse that the game teaches you in, in trying to understand with like traction and like uh not just flooring it all the time and, and why drifting isn't necessarily the best option, even though you know Ridge Racer taught us so. Um <laughs> But yeah, it, it's a it's a cool game. I like it a lot. Um, I, I don't want to harp on it too much, just because of you know it's 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 a simpler, more accessible, family friendly racer, which I I'm all for. You know, like I think if this is kind of your in, um, it's a good in. It's a good in to like you're you know appreciating motorsports, but also learning some of the fundamentals. Um, all right, sorry, I went for a while there. Uh, let's uh let's move on to our non gaming picks for for the week. Um. John, I'm going to start with you because I have always been curious about this one show, Dexter. <laughs> and uh, apparently, there's some, there's just more Dexter now. Like, he, yeah, like there's he's just, just more Dexter. Yeah, he's just back. Yeah, they. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I, I can. I, I'll tell you why there's more Dexter is because they <laughs> okay. they fucked up Dexter so bad the first time that they were like oh. we should keep we should bring it back because we fucked it up so bad and there's probably still some meat on this bone so mm-hmm. let's uh let's try it and so yeah there's like a new season of Dexter and he's on the run he's in upstate New York and it's cold instead of being in Miami so that's, <laughs> so it's like burn notice like burn <laughs> yo no shit. shit on burn notice yeah i'm not sure no i love me some burn notice yeah, so, but it just sounds like it i mean dexter was like the most miami show besides burn notice maybe ever i mean just like you know uh, uh just a lot of cubanos a lot of yeah uh mm-hmm. yeah just a lot of arroz con pollo like just a lot <laughs> of, uh, just all the time so now it's on in upstate new york and he's trying to get away from basically all the events of the original series and like the first four seasons of Dexter were pretty good. I mean, if I'm honest, I really just think the first two seasons are, are good, but everyone says the first four seasons are good. And then like the last four seasons are like shit. I mean, just total <laughs> garbage. And I was like, I was like, okay, they're going to, they're going to basically reboot this thing and it's going to be like the old shit, but nah, like they just didn't really learn their lessons. And it's pretty much back uh. to where it was. The first time when when we ended it, so I don't know. I'm gonna give it a chance. Like it's two episodes in, so there's <clears> not like a ton, you know, uh, you know that that I've seen. But like so far, I'm not super impressed. But mm. I don't know. You, yeah. which is which is a much like which is a really similar show about like a likable uh, serial killer, basically, um, is way more interesting than Dexter is now to me. But yeah, that's that's where I never did a show on measles. What are you talking about? Oh my god, I can't I can't <laughs> oh with that fucking god. clip. I can't with that clip. <laughs> I I despise this week just for that shit. Man. I hate sorry, the worst just, like two get, days of my life. There's so much Laura so Ingram sorry. on my fucking timeline. <laughs> I know what the fuck oh, is wrong with people. Sucks. Stop <laughs> fucking I know. retweeting that I'm shit. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, uh, it's um, funny because like uh, Dexter, uh, like I've always thought the show's like dog shit but yeah but my current partner she loves this show right? sure yeah and so throughout the years she's been watching all eight seasons like again for like the third time or whatever oh wow so, like her and her <laughs> okay. like parents so they love that shit so like uh that's like their family show so like i've absorbed it 
And I'm like, why are they bringing the show back when they, spoiler alert, killed off all the interesting characters? Yeah, they did. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's the last one. Yeah, it's and just, so you know, it's, it's it's like basically him about like there's an interesting idea here about a person that has isolated himself so much because he's this like the sociopath. Like the look of the show, if you don't know, is that he is a serial killer, but his adopted father basically taught him to only kill bad people. Um, mm. Now, of course, that's not a foolproof thing, um, yeah. but like, but like, that's like kind of the rub of the show. But like, mm-hmm. his choices have obviously basically totally isolated him. He's tried to have a normal life, but can't. And so, there's like something interesting there, but like, the writing's not strong enough to carry any of it. So, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a frustrating exercise. Um, but I will say, and I, I'll only talk about this one briefly because I've only seen the pilot. Uh, the 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 trailer ad before Dexter started was for a show that I'd never fucking heard of called Yellow Jackets, and I, was, I haven't heard of this either. And I was like, "What is this show?" And it's got like Juliet Lewis, who mm. was in Natural Born Killers in '94, and like um, uh, just like Christina a, Ricci. Christina Ricci is in it. Just like a lot of actresses that like you remember from 1995, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's a and it's a show about a group of high school girls in 1996 that get into a plane crash and they get rescued and then in the future you it keeps cutting back and forth between them in the past and in the future and they hint like this isn't a super spoiler, but it's like because they get to it in the first episode. But basically, these girls resorted to some like insane ritual cannibalism shit to survive oh, after the plane crash. And it's them in the future trying to basically hide the fact that they're all fucked up. And I was like, well, wow. that's a wild show. But it's like it's really good. Like the first episode of the show, I was like. All the actors are good. Like, there's the music selection's great because, like, who doesn't love the Smashing Pumpkins in 1996? <laughs> right. um, and it's like, I was like, wow, this show actually is kind of interesting, but like, no one's talking about it. So, what is it on? it's it's on Showtime. I think it's on Sunday nights, like before Dexter. Have you so, watched the yeah that Amazon show The Wilds, which is basically the same premise? It's oh, like is these it? Girls- these well, these girls get stranded. It's the lost thing, right? Like it's a lost. We're gonna, thing. yeah, we're gonna keep you know jumping forward and backwards in time, and revealing things that way. But yeah, it's yeah. basically the same setup. That's pretty cool. I, I love. I'm a sucker for these type of shows. Yeah, yeah, I I am too. <laughs> I just like never heard of it, and I was like, all right, and and it just started. I guess like the pilot aired last this past week, and I think episode two is this this weekend. So I don't know. Into check it, it out. There's there's enough Jesus and Mero now that I've missed like full episodes of that at this point I might just reactivate my Showtime. Yeah, just, <laughs> there you, you know go. What I mean? Yeah, you got to catch up with uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So this this that sounds interesting as hell. I might I'm, I might actually watch this. Yeah. I, I I need a sort of like me show at the moment mm-hmm. that I you know not like not like Housewives where it's like yo. Is part three of the reunion live yet? Can we watch that? Um, God, can you believe because, Erica Jane yeah. this year? I just can't believe her. She's oh lying, lying her ass off about unreal about Tom. That's crazy. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, oh God, we we, we can't. We, have to we do can't. We have to we do a, a full episode. We do. We do stream or something. Yeah, we do. yeah. yeah. 
Bachelorette um, is great this season. I don't know what y'all thought. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I was thinking about starting that up at, at some point because I, I need to fill the void of my Love Island void at the moment. Um, but, uh, Cam, why don't you tell us about uh, your, your non-game? Yeah, um, mine is music. Uh, I meant to bring this up like a couple shows ago, but uh, Yeba, I don't know if you're familiar with her. Yeah. She is a great singer. Uh, R&B, soul, just one of those like Beyonce uh adele status type voices Mm. right like those powerful sanger voices um yeah yeba is that and her new album dawn is phenomenal really cool um vibes it's like really upbeat um there are some sad joints in there so if you're like just kind of into that like yeba style like she usually does like more sadder soulful songs um there's that still but it's a lot of like hip-hop vibe um in there got uh, i think asap rocky's on one of the tracks which i don't like he's just honing it in he's just, he just <laughs> came in for a fucking he collected yeah, a check he, he literally just says yabba dabba do on a track and i was like God. next i can't Skip. believe the red hot chili peppers were on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah right exactly so uh i was like no not listening to that but uh smino's on another track which i love uh yeah it, it's a great album and if you haven't heard of yabba Please go listen to Yeva. She's great. If you like singing, this sounds yeah, this sounds good. I I cannot wait yeah, to no, uh, to check this out. It's, it's a great great one. Um, I need some good R and B tunage. What's Mark up? Ronson produced this album, so you know it's tight. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's, big, that's his, big money. His... That's big money on that on that production. <laughs> yeah, that's big money. That's a, that's a lot of smooth production on there. Yeah. I, I, um, wow. This also just jumped to the top of my queue now. Um. That's dope. I can't wait to check it out. Uh, my, I'm gonna just pick run through mine real quick. But uh, there's like I think there's like three or four episodes so far of the 11th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> I've talked about this show before. I think I just like it's kind of the same shtick over and over again. You know that you see the same patterns and the same jokes, but it's just so fun to just see them in different configurations and just laugh at how ridiculously petty Larry David is because. Um, there are days in my life where I just feel this way, and it's nice to <laughs> just get a lot of like you know, it, it's just so. Like um, every time there's a, a curb clip online, like oh I have God, to watch yeah. it, even though I've watched it a hundred times. It's like you gotta watch it over again. And like I love that they continue to make like JB Smooth more more of a like presence in the show because like <laughs> I think sometimes the show forgets that like yo you have JB fucking Smooth right. on the cast, yeah. like please give him more air, like more screen time. Um, so that's been good. And I've also I also watched a um I guess this is my 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 motorsport corner. <clears throat> But really quickly, I watched a, a Life of Speed, the Juan Manuel Fangio story. It's a it's a story. Of, it's a documentary on Netflix. Um, that's actually really cool. I think it was produced by a Latin American Latin American production company. So that that's interesting. But it, because of the fact that Juan Manuel Fangio was an Argentinian driver, and um, is kind of widely regarded as like the greatest of all time. Oh, wow. You know, there are people that consider uh, Ayrton Senna the greatest, and Michael Schumacher, and you know now Lewis Hamilton and you know, at least in terms of like Formula One and uh, Juan Manuel Fangio is like the like the OG OG. Like he was racing Formula One cars when there was like 10, 11 mechanics like him included on the team. And they were racing cars that were like, you know, it wasn't as technical in the sense of like nowadays things are, you know, 
their screens with data mm-hmm. for like everything from like the tire pressure to the temperature to like how the you know the fuel injection systems are running and like just everything is so you know engineered and there's teams of hundreds and thousands sometimes of people that are working on this one car and back then it was like again 11 guys and like you know uh the, the steering wheel was fucking like wood and shit you know it was like these cars were were more about the actual feeling of driving as opposed to like the the technical side there's a really interesting part in there somewhere where because they interview a lot of like former drivers and commentators and stuff and fans of the sport and uh and like other team principals and engineers and mechanics and like there's a part about you know how you know the best sort of motor the best racers are like people who combine art with like you know um actual technical skill or something I i forget what the exact metaphor is but in the olden days, they they kind of refer to that the more artful side of driving, and mm. it's just a really fascinating story about a guy who like, you know, um, became the best and widely regarded as the best, and like kind of the the trials and tribulations that that he faced. Um, and it's just really cool. It's really cool if if you want to like if you already are into motorsports and you want to learn more of the history of it. I think it's a really well produced documentary, and um, I learned a lot. And it was cool to see like some of my favorite, you know, personalities of the sport talking about this other legendary sport because now it's opened up another door of me wanting to go back and do more research so it's like i like that i'm i'm, I'm at a place now where i'm like i'm i'm happily doing the research because i find it all so fascinating you and, fucking um, nerd i know <laughs> i know i cannot believe it no i love, I lo- it. I love to do research <laughs> <laughs> yo uh i have a question this is kind of like an out there yeah, one yeah. but like do you think that like in their civilian lives, like these race car drivers, like do they drive themselves ever? Like I think they do. Yeah, I, I think some of them even say like they they don't like driving. I would imagine not. Oh, like, I would imagine that's right. Cool. That must be brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like being stuck on the fucking BQ or whatever <laughs> at like three a.m. I mean, um, you just you, yeah. you open your mailbox; it's just stuffed full of uh, red light camera <laughs> tickets. It's just like, right. <laughs> I didn't even see oh that shit. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, I knew what I was doing. Come on. Oh god. All right, let's uh, let's jump into some questions. If you have any questions for us please feel free to throw them into our questions channel in the optional discord and in the in the optional channel in the fanbyte discord which you can find at fanbyte.casa and also a link to the discord you can find it in the show notes both of the discords you can also send an email to podcast at fanbyte.com and make sure you put optional in the subject line so i can catch it also we still have that void that phone line set up so if if folks want to call and talk to us and then hear your beautiful voices on the show you can do that at 424-426-3799. Again, that's 424-GAMERZZ. <laughs> it's easy to remember. Easy to remember. All right, so uh, we got two things from the Discord. So N. Mendez uh, writes, not a question per se, but I would be curious to hear about how John came up in games media and perhaps give some young folks advice on how they may be able to break into the industry. In terms of actual questions, especially given his position, how does he manage his time while also playing games? Oh, thank you for these uh, questions. Um, I I am going to say just off the top, off the dome, I no longer think I am the right person to ask about how to break into the industry. Uh Um, And and I'm not saying that like, 
you can't, or I don't think you could. <laughs> you I can't rap- make it, kid. <laughs> go, go dunk You're not going to do it. Just give up on your <laughs> dreams. No, um, give it up. No, no, that's not what I mean at all. I think what I mean is that, like, um, I am too, uh, I am too insulated from what it's really like at this point. This sounds so fucking bougie and terrible, and I'm, and I'm sorry, but I'm just being honest. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am at a point where I'm, at, I'm looking down at how things work instead of up. And so it is easier for me to tell people that are already here how they can elevate and like and get in. It is tougher for me to tell folks how they how to break in. But the good news is is that I think there are like a million different ways to break into this thing. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. So like that's the good news. Um and and I think like the best advice I could give you in terms of breaking in would be like, what are you passionate about? And try to find a niche within that. So like something I really like about Paul, for example, is that he has like an attention to like fashion and, and streetwear and like uh, photography and things that are like actually really relevant to games, but they're just outside of it. So like what other interests do you have and how can you basically fold that niche into your personality in terms of like how you discuss games, how you uh, write about them, how you think about them, like what filter are you running your ideas through and, and amplify that because like, like honestly, anybody can write the graphics of this were cool and I enjoyed playing it. Yeah. But like, if you can bring a perspective to your criticism or commentary, um, that's, that's what I want and that's what I look for and and that's what we look for when we're hiring folks. So like that's my advice about how to break in. Now, how did I break in? Um fuck, I came into through the back door. I um I started as a dev and I when I was in uh college, I uh I was going to be a psychologist. I wanted to be a clinical psychologist and then I started to take internships. And decided that I couldn't do that. I just don't have the, uh, I literally don't think I have the patience to do it. Um, and so I felt really scared and weird and realized I'd taken mostly media credits instead of psychology anyway. So I gravitated toward media studies and I went to get a, 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 an MBA, a master's of business administration a few years after I graduated. Um, I don't know if I would suggest doing that because it was a lot of money and I don't actually have a sense of how, how that's helped me to be totally honest. I just don't. But um, I, I raised money after I graduated to start a studio in Austin. Um, I made some games. I blew through my savings. Uh, I had to close it. I had to fire all my friends that I hired, which was like a real big bummer. I bummed around LA doing consulting gigs for a few years. And then finally Laura Mache, who's a writer over at riot now, um, she said, do you want to basically be a site producer for a bunch of websites that we think we're going to have to close over at Zam network? And I said, sure, that sounds great. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I was, I was two weeks away. This is a honest to God, true story. Two weeks away from being absolutely dead fucking broke and having to move out of L.A. Um, and I got that job and uh, I don't know. We we sh- I shook up a lot of stuff. I closed a lot of 
weird websites that no one was using and uh, ended up hiring some folks to start Fanbyte when the opportunity presented itself. And uh, that's that's about it. Uh, so a lot of backdoor, kind of like I stumbled in with a business degree and I basically closed everything I was hired to do. So people said, well, what are we going to do now? And I, I had the opportunity to start something. So that's a weird way to enter. Um, and I don't suggest it because it was an expensive way to get here, um, both psychologically and financially. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the shortest version of that story I think I've ever, ever told. And it was still too long, but that's, that's how I broke in. Now that's, that's fascinating to, to learn really about, is. to be honest. And, and, Thanks, by the way, for, for what you said earlier in terms of, you know, my shit. No, it's, but, um, but it's true. Like, I think if you're, if like, I started Fanbyte and it's like, this, this is getting too navel gazy again, but it's like, I started Fanbyte under the idea that like, it's kind of like your show. It's, a, it's almost exactly like this show. We are more than our interest in video games. People who are yeah. into video games, I swear to God, you like other stuff. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes I yes. feel like I sit on Twitter and I realize that there's this group of people that, that live, eat, and sleep video games. And I'm like, what the fuck else are you interested in? You have to be interested yeah. in something else. And your interest in movies or film or well, film and movies, TV, music, fashion, cooking, like all of these things can create this really interesting tapestry of, of your life, of your tastes. And you can mix all that stuff together. And I think Fanbyte wants to be a celebration of all of that at once, which makes for a fucking lousy way to show a stranger your website because no one knows what the fuck you do. <laughs> but like, but like that's honest to God. I think like the, the most truthful way to experience something you love is by pulling everything else you love into it as well. So that's, yeah, that's how I feel. Awesome. That's a great way to put it. I, I can't even add anything to that. Um, <laughs> also, I guess to quickly answer, uh, and Mendez's second question. Oh, uh, I don't do time. I don't manage my time. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm genuinely one of the worst time managers on, on, in, in, in the history of mankind. Um, my relationship struggle, this is true. Like I'm in therapy every single week with my wife about how I don't manage my time. Well, I don't mind telling you in the audience that, um, I make lists that I never fucking follow. I have undiagnosed yeah, ADD. I swear to God, I've just never talked same. to anybody about it. Um, I don't manage my time. I will duck into today. I ducked out of a podcast so I could play video games for an hour because I just needed to <laughs> do good. that. So Sometimes you gotta do it. I, I, I get it in little pieces. Um, and I don't end up playing a lot of new stuff. I'm on my fourth playthrough of Breath of the Wild right now. Nice. So, you know, it's like, it's just, I don't know. I don't get a ton of time. If I were in charge of editorial anymore, I would have to make the time to do this stuff. But I, I, I don't. So. Yeah, that's real. I'm also very much struggling with time management at all times. Yeah. So uh, that's, a, that's, that's very real. I work from home um, and I was late. <laughs> yeah yeah like it, it happens it happens he's like yeah the train was late i i, I sorry everybody the train was, was uh, terrible 
<laughs> my cat tripping me up. Um, so Dull Focus writes in and asks, uh, who would we want to swap, swap jobs with at Fanbyte for a week? And second question, what about in the games industry at large? And then third question, what about outside of the games industry? Okay, so at Fanbyte, uh, who who are who are you switching jobs with? Cam, do you have anyone you switch job switch jobs with? Um, no, not really. Uh, Danielle. All oh, right. yeah, I see. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You want that power? Seems like Cam, she just has it. it like together and just like I don't know, lording oh. over. Everyone. No, I'm playing. Um, do you, but no, yeah, but do you, you do you want to talk about time management though? Like, uh, you've had her on the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have y'all asked her about time management? When she comes mm-hmm. back, ask her about time management. I there's no one on earth like Danielle Riando. I've never yeah, met anyone that manages her, their time better than Danielle. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I'll say. Um that that's my pick. Oh, it's a good pick. Uh John. Uh, I mean, so I, I interpret this question as like, whose job do I want? Because like <laughs> I would love to have the time management and skill of Danielle Riando, of course, but like, I don't know if I want her job. Do you know what I mean? I I think I, this is tough. Um, God, this is really tough. I I think I would probably, um, (laughs) I I would probably be in the finance department. Do you know why? Because because oh nobody fucking bothers you in the finance department. <laughs> those those people have to be the most zen people. I have no idea what their yeah. job entails, but nobody's asking them questions. I think they That's sit true. there and they get paperwork and they do paperwork. And some days I would just love that quiet. They That's probably have answer. a lot of like concur requests. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's probably about it, right? Uh. Yeah, I would probably, I'd probably switch jobs with LB for like a day. Yeah, that was cl- almost my answer too. Yeah, because that that's I I've talked about this with LB, but I, I I'm very scared of like social media and like if if you if you give me the keys to the ship, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people on this boat, and you want me to drive it real quick? I'm scared about that. Yeah. So I would just want that rush for a day. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's not like I don't have the keys to the ship. I do. I just like really don't like driving that ship. It's a scary ship. I don't like it, but I would like to. I'm also assuming I get to absorb like LB's powers. For, right, right. For yeah, I think that's fair. That's a lot of power too. A lot of power. Also like just really cool perspective. You know what I mean? Just everything oh, that yeah. comes with it. I, I just I just want to try that on for yeah, a day. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, I guess to answer your two other quick questions, I would probably, I want to be... Uh, What's his name? Jeff Xbox. <laughs> oh, you want to you want to be Phil Phil Spencer? Phil Spencer. Yeah. Phil Spencer. Yeah. Uh, I want to be him That's for a day, the and then outside of the games industry, I want to be uh, F one driver. Which one? Okay. Oh, um, Paul Tamayo. Doc. Oh, all right. Wow, your own, your own, your own. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Is it? God, I thought I was going to know Lewis Hamilton for a second. <laughs> yeah, sure. right. Exactly. Oh, all right, all right, Lewis Hamilton. I want to be seven-time world champion, Lewis. Hey, Hamilton. look at my close and personal friend, Lewis Hamilton. He's having a birthday party. <laughs> we used to play Halo together, land. Uh, what about y'all? Uh, in video games, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I guess somebody in, in charge of one of these, like, I don't know. I I feel like 
somebody close to the top of one of these like motherfuckers at uh like uh activision or some shit because i gotta know i have to know what goes on in these places and i feel like i need to be in the room and like choke a motherfucker out like i feel like that's my opportunity allegedly (laughs) Allegedly. sorry (laughs) (laughs) yes allegedly sprinkle that in and then outside of bobby (laughs) outside of uh games um the guy who like interviews people on hot ones all right sean yeah sean Yeah, Sean Hot Ones. I feel like that's a fun. I want to do. I want to. That's a fun that. gig. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. gig. good gig. I don't even like spicy shit like that, but yeah, you have. I mean, have you heard about? I mean, he's given interviews about like it. That he's still not used to it. Sometimes he'll he'll just like he'll have die die like in the middle of a, a travel <laughs> or something because yeah, he just I, eats so much hot sauce. Your guts um, must be damn. ruined. It's not. Yeah. there's no way. Yeah, I, I, so I've got, um, these are two really easy questions for me and it's so bizarre because I didn't know how easy they were until I read them. Um, I would be like the, the general manager of visual concepts, which is the, the sports simulation masters that made like NBA 2k. They made the NFL 2k series. They're now in charge of the WWE series because Ukes dropped that license. Um, oh, wow. And they've got problems to me right now. Like, I feel like they have a lot of problems that they haven't tried yet to solve, it feels like. And I would love to be in charge of that. Um, They're the masters of that craft. They're so good. And I could learn a lot from them. But I also think I have ideas about how to make that company uh, – maybe not run better, but, like, make make more prudent decisions about how to, like – how to deal with some of the licenses they have. Dang, I think that was thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughtful. Wow. You want to talk about nerd. You want to solve the problems. <laughs> I do. Shit? Yeah. That, that sounds wow. so exciting to me to like, to know that it's weird. It's like a, it's like a car that, you know, the engine is pristine, but like, it's got a bunch of flats. It's got all four flat tires. It's like, mm. all you got to do is fill that stuff up because like under that hood are like, the most talented people in the industry. If you think about this is getting uh, getting into the weeds, but it's like if you never never mind the microtransactions and all that shit. If you think about the the video game engine behind the NBA 2K series, about the right. the moment to moment interactions of I have created the game of basketball in a as near of a facsimile as you can. That is insane. Like, yeah. that is so yeah, it is kind of fucking ridiculous. insane that they've done that. <clears throat> and that is power. And I would love to just, like, be at the be at the wheel of that that car. I think that'd be really cool. Um, outside the games industry, running a restaurant. I'd love to be a chef in a restaurant. Ooh. I would love that. Oh. I don't have the temperament for it, and I'm – I. <laughs> I get so mad if a peanut butter sandwich isn't great. Well, that's but like, isn't that perfect? Yes, aren't you like that's like Gordon Ramsay? Gordon yeah. Ramsay, yeah, uh, yeah. This like, I, well, I, it, I, what I mean is like, if it's if I make something and it's not perfect, I get so mad at myself. Oh. And so, like, I don't think I have the temperament for it, but I want to do it, and I don't know why. I think it's yeah. just because I, I like sharing food with people. I like that a lot. That's dope. So, um, I like eating. So. Let's make this happen. Uh, let's do it. I mean, I'm good. Let's do? let's do it. Uh, all right. Wow. What a what a series of wonderful thought out answers uh, 
from all of us. I gotta yeah. say, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and drop a flex bomb for all of us. But John, uh, you get twice as many flex bombs. Thanks for Thank thanks for joining so us much. today. My gosh, uh, thanks for this having was a lot of fun. This is amazing. Thanks. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, tell people where they can find you online. Oh gosh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at a uh, floppy adult. Uh, you can also find. Um, I don't really do stuff on the website anymore, but I'm so proud of fanbyte.com. So go to the website. Um, it's really good. And also thanks for the knowledge is the, is a show that yeah. Paul and I, uh, Paul and I work on every single week. I, I've got a couple other shows too, but you can, you can, you can, you can check those out in your own time. Yeah. Fuck those other <laughs> shows. Those are talking <laughs> about thanks for the knowledge. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about thanks for the knowledge here. Uh, Cam, where can uh, where can people find you? You got to play it back to back, like Fantasy Factory or whatever that show is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at Cappy Can't Lose. Uh, yeah, just don't be a dick. I mean, that's cool. That's my only rule. Yeah, don't be a bellend. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Polly Miles P O L I M is in Mario A Y O. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions and or comments, please send them over to podcast at fanbyte.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also send us questions and talk to us on both discords. There's a there's an optional channel in the Fanbyte Discord, and there's an optional Discord, which will you'll I'll throw links into the show notes for both. So you can just go in there. We've been talking a lot about F1, the optional channel mostly, so it's just an <laughs> F1 channel at this point. Uh, please be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. We're also on whatever other podcast catchers are out there. If you could please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple podcast though it really helps us spread the word you see it may, even made me <clears throat> my voice crack <clears throat> get emotional about yeah. it we really appreciate every last review uh, i'm also going to probably start reading reviews after i read the credits here with the delilah style dedication song underneath it so stay tuned for that as always we're on uh, we're at the option nyc on twitter you can also find fanbyte over at fanbyte media you can find the rest of the podcast that me and jordan mallory produce over at fanbyte.com slash podcast or podcastnet.work uh, and be sure to check out our streams over at twitch.tv slash fanbyte i actually might stream some uh, circuit superstars for fan turismo this week just to show everyone what i was talking about nice. and uh so if you yeah if you watch if you're listening if you're listening to this on friday that archive's probably on twitch um and uh yeah you know keep up with everything that we got on the site reviews you know what i'm saying trending pieces guides fanbyte.com so until next time everyone peace peace Wow, did you make it all the way to the end of an episode of our show? Well, hey, congratulations. We really appreciate it. Something we also really appreciate are all the kind souls out there who blessed us with a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Because while we've come such a long way on our bi-coastal pirate radio ships, now officially on the Fanbyte Network, it is nice to hear from you, our community. So thanks for always being there for us, gamers. Now, I figure I'll read some reviews from our Apple Podcast page in the form of a calming, nationally syndicated radio host. Please don't sue us. First up, we got a username that I can't pronounce because it's just a string of letters and characters. And uh, they write in saying, Originally from the BX, now working for state gov in upstate New York. You guys remind me of home. Five stars. Wow. And you know what? When you're here, as a part of the optional community, you're always home, no matter where you are out there.
Martin of Badness gives us five stars and writes, Essential for anyone who listens to game podcasts. Wonderful to hear some perspectives other than white dudes. Great angles that cover more than just gameplay and reaches to contextualize the way games fit into culture in a broader sense than most podcasts. You know what, Martin? Thanks. We really appreciate that. And we're trying. So, we hear you. And we hear for you. Uh, Roex Three Year Boat also gives us five stars and writes, The Optional is one of my favorite gaming podcasts. The guests are great. Paul and Cam are wonderful hosts. Thank you for blessing us with that wonderful review. If you would like to leave us a review that I will read, there's plenty more still for me to go here, so I'll probably pick a few at a time, but if you want to drop a new one, you're always welcome to. In the Apple Podcasts section of the internet, I don't know where that is exactly, but it's it's on there somewhere. You can just Google it. And if you don't have a Apple account, I understand. No worries. But for those that do, or those that want to make one, it really does go a long way for us, both the algorithm and everything, so we always appreciate it. And as always, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week ahead of you. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Optional Podcast, hosted by Paul Tamayo and Cam Brewster. Video game commentary for the rest of us.